Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two. So if you are here and you are seeing this for the first time, make sure that you go back to part one. It sets up a good foundation. It sets up a good start. Also gives you 15 minutes of uh, Kelsey and I talking about Christmas trees and shit, <laughs> um, which we'll talk more about later. But uh, if you are listening to this, and it is your, you, you've not gone and listened to part one. Pause this. We'll wait for you. Come back to this in a minute if you are here on purpose or if you're listening to this episode for the first time ever listening to any of our episodes. Hello, welcome. You have your two favorite podcast hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey and it's a beautiful day to continue a podcast. Yes, and make sure to hit that like, subscribe, follow, five-star review review button wherever you listen, and uh, for all of the exclusive content and our wild-ass Discord channel, make sure to go to www.patreon.com slash Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod. Email Kelsey at Gray's Academy Pod at gmail.com with spoily content. I do not have access to either of those. And with that... Kelsey, what should we do now? Let's start with Lexi and Mark. You mean everyone's favorite segment? Let's start with everyone's favorite segment, <laughs> Living in Shondaland. <laughs> Living in Shondaland! Sorry, Don't guys, you fucking some teenagers give me zero. just knocked on my door and they really <laughs> threw me off. <laughs> they were raised so they were also they were raising funds for their high school band and i go isn't that the plot of that zach efron movie and Carmen apparently hasn't Kelsey, seen high school musical and now i'm yeah. really mad yeah my bad I'm i've seen livid. 17 again i that's it doesn't matter that's but that's not, also a high school movie with zach efron mm, and matthew perry ironically you need to watch enough. all three high school musicals there's three of them? Yes. The third one's the best. The second one, the first one is the second best, and the second one is the worst. Is the third one High School Musical, the musical, the musical? No, that's High School Musical, the musical, the series, is a series on Disney Plus that I have not watched, so I cannot speak on that. Okay. But there's not one that's called High School Musical, the musical, the musical. No, that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I would Anyways, watch it, though. Uh, okay, so we have two people at Jondaland. Okay, my first guess is the intern that Callie is teaching at Mercy West. No. Damn it! I thought I was fucking locked in on that one. Gosh, fuck. <sighs> Who else is in this episode? Um, let me look at my notes. I am having a hard time remembering... Other people from this. Uh, what other people are there? What? Who? Who else is in this episode? Who other people are there? Are you giving up? Can you give me a hint on one of them? Um, one of them is a doctor. Oh, is it Dr. Swender's replacement? Yes. Okay. All right. I forgot that that was a thing. I forgot. Uh, it is Dr. Swender, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's one. Is it somewhat uh, the guy who helps with the physical therapy? Is no. he someone who no? I don't know. I'm I'm perplexed. Who's the other one? The janitor. Janitor. Who cleans out George's locker. George's locker. Oh, fuck. I forgot. Okay. Damn it. All right. That sucks. I feel like an idiot. Not very often does Shondaland truly defeat me, but I, mm. this one really beat me. I, uh, I'm lost. Right. I'm, I'm, a, right. I'm a loser for this episode. Oh, well, that's okay. I thought for sure. I even made a note. I was like, ooh, this guy, this intern guy, he's for sure it. Not, <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't even close. Okay, so Adam Lazar White plays Dr. Gendel who is um, the replacement oncologist, and he is in one episode of Private Practice Ah. that we have not seen yet. I don't think so. I think you're right. Miguel Nahira plays the janitor, and he is in one episode of Private Practice that we have definitely not seen yet. So let me ask you this. this, So in Scrubs, every once in a while, like the writer of the show Mm -hmm. will just like pop in, and he'll be like a janitor, or he'll be like someone who gives someone a high five randomly and he's an extra. Do they ever have that with the writers on this show? Like the, the like Krista will be someone I who think there's a Krista or Shonda moment ever, man. I think so a Shonda moment would be, would be dope. I know. Can you imagine? You okay. know what they should do? They should save it for the series wrap. They should save <laughs> it for the entire show wrap and all the characters come back. Every single one who's ever been in the episode ever. Oh my! And and come be back, people. And it's like Shonda is just like she drives like a bus, and they're all in it or something. It's like <laughs> a heaven scene. Shonda is God. She's definitely a TV TV God. So okay, you said you want to talk about Mark and Lexi. Uh, yes. Very uh, confusing to me. Together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's not that I don't think that's fine. I'm just confused because it was at a bad place and there was no ever resolution shown and now they're fine. That's why I'm confused. Is I'm like, it looked like things were going poorly and then all of a sudden they weren't, which like is great. I love that they're fine. But like, where was the, hey, we're okay situation? Yeah, and I got to tell you, I really... I liked the lead up to this shout out to Callie's boobs. Uh, great, great episode for, for um, women in, in their bras changing in hallways. But yeah, it's, we get the, we get the, he's like, yeah, I don't want you to, I want to have a, a drawer and I want you to have a toothbrush and I want all, all the stuff here. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, no, but you know, it's cool. I want, I would like to have had a conversation with them. They may need some therapy, both of them, probably. Yeah, they could probably yeah. work on clearing up some expectations. Yeah. It doesn't is feel like th- they're on the same page. And where is Thatcher? Is he still alive? Is he still, he's, he's not still drinking alive. anymore, right? He's sober. Yeah, he's, he's sober. He's met okay. Mark. 
met Mark. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I wonder if they have a housewarming party and he's invited. Maybe. Who's to say? Uh, me. Okay. I predict um, they will have a housewarming party and Thatcher will come. Okay. Um, so yeah, he's like still trying to convince her to move in with him and she's like, no, I have to focus on my career, blah, 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 which I support. Yes. I just don't understand how the living with a significant other makes you not be able to focus on your career, but that's fine. That's just, I don't understand it. I'm not saying it's not something other people could feel. Uh, Obviously I've never had a job as intense as being a surgeon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it feels like one of those situations where you could have it all, but you're actively choosing to not have yeah. it all. Um, yeah. So then he's like, well, maybe just at least have like a drawer. And she's like, no, I will have no drawer, no toothbrush. My underwear will not be in your home. He's like, oh, that's a bummer. I like your panties. And I was like, okay, well. It's just like, don't you want to keep stuff there? Like, it's just convenient. He, he makes it <laughs> yes. like, I live right across the street from the hospital. I'm like, that's a good selling point. <laughs> yeah. Convenience. Whenever yes. you want to go home and take a nap during the day, you could go take a nap at the house. Yeah. Or smush. Also, if you're on call, you're right there. You're going to get there yeah. quickly. So, I yeah. also, in, in that scene where Callie was changing in the hallway, which again, mm-hmm. shout out. Was, uh, did I miss something? She all of a sudden works at Mercy West. There was no, she walks away. Did I miss a scene from, uh, that I'm not remembering correctly? Did she say she quits to Weber? I mean, I think she's like, I think that was her quitting when she was like, I'm a god, like, don't say my name. Like, I'm too talented for you to say my name. Like, I'm pretty sure that was like her not working there anymore. Okay. It's, it's, it, I was confused. I remember being confused also when I watched this. I was like, wait, what? Maybe it like flows better if you watch them back to back. But she does say in the last one that she has to find a new job and Arizona won't stop sending her donuts. When she's crying, she's like, my ex-husband died. I have to find a new job and Arizona won't stop sending me donuts. When she's crying and that's when Mark is like, oh, is this apartment for sale? I, you know what? I didn't even, that didn't even register to me because I thought she just hated where she was at. I I mean, maybe she fired, she got fired or she quit on the spot without another job lined up. Mm -hmm. I guess that would make sense. It, I, but that, that line totally flew under the radar. I didn't even catch that. Good catch. Good catch, Kelsey. Um, okay. So yeah, um, Callie has to go get a new job. She got, she gets a new job at Mercy West. Um, when she said that, what was your like thought process? Were you like, how is she still in the show? Like, what was your thought? Well, no, I didn't think that because was it George that randomly went to Mercy West for like a minute or he like said he was going to and then didn't. Yeah. But also we've seen other instances where the, where the hospitals have been leveraged, like other, other hospitals. And I just assumed that they were, she was either going to remain a main character in like Mark's life as a friend, mm-hmm. or they were going to start doing like these. Oh, cause when he started saying that they had like when Weber goes there mm-hmm. and they're talking about the, the resources or whatever, mm-hmm. I just assumed they would do, they would use Callie as, 
or Mercy West as an excuse to keep Callie in the show, but now it's right. creating other characters within this universe because now they're going to have to go to Mercy West for things they can't do at Seattle Grace. So the, the merger thing never even crossed my mind when that came up. It didn't surprise me. It wasn't like a bombshell. It wasn't like George being the guy. But it was kind of surprising. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, but I didn't um, I didn't think anything of it in that moment. Like it just it just seemed like a natural kind of Oh, okay, cool. More stories. Yeah, um so yes. Uh Callie goes to work there. Lexi is like, "Hey, you didn't mention that Callie lives across the hall." And Mark's like, "Oh, okay. Well, Callie lives across the hall, whatever." And then later on, Lexi's there and Callie comes in and is like, "Where's Mark?" And Lexi says, "He's in the shower." And, um, <laughs> she's, she's, Callie's like, great, thanks. And goes in there and Lexi's face is like, wait, what, what is happening? Um, and so then she chases down Callie and is like, how gay are you? And I do have this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a funny scene. Um, are you really gay? Like how gay are you on a scale of one to gay? Cause that's my boyfriend in the shower, my hot, hot naked boyfriend. And I, how gay are you? And Callie says, I'm sorry. I've known Mark a while and I'll try not to do that again. The naked shower thing. And Lexi says, or the you half naked in the hallway thing. Cause even if you are really gay, he's not. And you're really hot. And Callie says, he doesn't look at my boobs anymore. The first thing he used to look at when I walked in any room was my boobs. He doesn't do that anymore. Not since he met you. Okay. And Lexi says, okay. And I feel like she really does accept that she's like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, I trust Mark. I trust you. Like, we're, we've addressed it and now we're moving on. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting how I'm sure that there's other traumas that we're going to deal with in Lexi's world, but the relationship piece or like the lack of trust in a partner just seems like it's oh, okay. All right, cool. No, we're good. You, you explained it to me. I don't have to worry about the jealousy thing. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. It's cool yeah. when relationship trauma is not one of the things that's a go-to for people because it's, it, it would be so easy and it would be such like a, an easy cliche to go down that road of, Oh, a new plot point is Lexi's jealous of Mark at every turn. And I'm glad they nipped that right in the bud right off the bat. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And I like the acceptance of platonic friendships from a partner. Yes. Yes. Speaking from platonic friendship standpoints. Yes. So it was, I wonder if I'm predicting that Callie's going to get a key to the apartment just because of friendship's sake. Mm-hmm. I think Lexi's going to have one. Mark, Lexi, and Callie are all going to have keys to the apartment. Yeah. Prediction. Um, okay. And then Christina also technically lives across the hall. Christina and Callie still live together. I do remember that now. Yeah. But Christina's not going to get a key. Um, and then was there anything else with Mark and Lexi? Oh, at the end. Lexi walks in on Derek and Meredith having kitchen counter sex and then moves in with Mark. Yep. And it's just, (laughs) it's so funny because she's like, oh yeah, like, uh, oh man, you guys used to not have sex everywhere. Um, 
I can't walk two feet without a spot that you guys haven't boned and smushed booties on. And then she's like, all right, yeah, let's do this. All right, I'm here. And so she, she's moved in is what I'm gathering from that. It looks like she, she brought a suitcase. She brought panties. She brought a toothbrush. Mm -hmm. It seems like she has moved in. She called Clara's mom. So now she has to move in with Mark. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's the the deal. (laughs) But they didn't shake on it. No, they didn't. No. Cause Clara's hands don't work yet. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's I think that may have it. That may have it. That may have it. With that Kelly, may have it with Lexi and Mark. Um, I I'm also gonna predict that Callie will she will get a key to Mark's apartment, but Callie's gonna move out soon. I think that Callie and Arizona are gonna move in together soon. Okay. Or Callie gets her own place. I think Callie might get her own place soon. Okay. But I don't think Callie and Christina are going to live together much longer. This is episode two. I think that by episode 10, Callie will be moved out of Christina's apartment. Okay. Yeah. It just can't go on forever. And it's not like they're really leaning into their friendship right now anyways. From yeah. like a storyline standpoint. So... Yeah, Callie's going to move out eventually. Um, sorry, there's so much. Who is at my house? You just got a you got a lot of. There's like a lot of foot, foot traffic, traffic here over today. here. Hold on, I think. Wait, oh. You got to get some blinds on that dad? front room. Because I told him that I don't have the kids here today. Uh oh, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> yep, he's calling me. Yep. Say you, you could you could answer that. Well, you could just go ahead and mute. You press that mute button on your thing, and I'll talk for a second. Okay. So the next, the thing that we're going to talk about now is going to be. Let's see. I want to start talking about Weber. So we have this opening scene with with Weber. He's driving in his car, and I I knew I didn't think it was going to be super intense, but uh, I was nervous for a second that while he was driving and he's giving himself this pep talk he's like all right he's like telling you he's like going through interview prep with yourself like you know how you kind of like are talking yourself up before you go in the interview and he loses track of of what's going on gets into an accident and runs the red light so when that i i'm glad that he was not super super duper hurt but i was i saw that coming a mile away i was like that is going to be a point of contention in this episode because this motherfucker is going to get hit by a car I'm uh, so sorry, but good job. My dad says hello, and he quote misses you bunches. Oh, I miss him bunches. Uh, I was just telling the world about how I knew ever was going to get in a car, yeah, a car when crash. You, when you have a car and the angle is from the passenger seat, like looking out of the driver's side window, I'm like, "There's going to you're going to see another car drive drive into them." Yeah, but he was totally in the wrong. It wasn't like oh, yeah, someone. Was fault. Yeah, he runs the red light, so he goes to he gets he gets brought to to mercy west he's like oh it's just my ankle blah blah blah. callie's there and she sticks it yeah she she sticks it to weber by saying all right you got this guy uh he's my intern but it's funny because he tries to a uh explain oh you don't want to use those sutures you want to use these sutures yeah and the intern was like oh totally 100 percent but budget cuts it's like us at disney after shanghai was 
uh, open. Yeah. They were like, everything was just like, hmm, hashtag Shanghai. Yeah. So that was very funny. And my my quote here is when the guy said, womp, womp, budget cuts, I put, insert Jim from the office sideways, smile, zoom in. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that They do a good job about making that hospital look real shitty in comparison to Seattle Grace. Yeah. Like, just from like the initial shot where they're wheeling Weber and you're like, this place looks dirty. It looks dirty <laughs> and small and gross. My initial reaction though. So here was the, here was what I wrote in that scene because there's kind of like this, uh, Weber's thinking about something. And I yeah, thought you can he see was the wheels turning. I, my knee jerk reaction was he's going to leave Seattle grace to come work at mercy West before they fire him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that was my knee jerk reaction. I mean, I think that's what they think they want you to believe because like when later Derek is talking about the rumors with Mark and like Weber quote jumping ship and even Callie, when she goes to talk to Mark, she says, Oh, there's all these rumors that he's going to come work at work with, with us. Um, and it's just like, that's definitely what they want you to think. I don't think anyone would have seen the merger coming. It's definitely like, Whoa. What was what does this mean? Yeah. Was was there when you were watching this, mm-hmm. what were your initial reactions? Do you remember some of your feelings or like some of the conversations you were having with your friends way back in the day? Yeah, I was like, what is this like what does this mean? Like what what did the what do you mean they're gonna merge? Like how can you have two hospitals become one hospital? That's that feels like it's not enough hospital. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think my prediction on the name is going to be either Mercy Grace or Seattle West. Okay. It's going to, it's like a Brangelina. Mm. Brennifer. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I just remember being like, what does that mean? Like, I don't understand. From a business standpoint and from like enough hospital standpoint. Um, and it, it, sure, sh- uh, surely it takes longer than the amount of time we're being led to. Bo- 21 days is when the episode started. Yeah. When the opening scene was 21 days and ends at 40. So 19 days you decide a hospital is merging. That seems unrealistic. <laughs> I'm, I agree. That does seem. Like something that would take a lot of time. And also, if the board is trying to coo him out, yeah. they clearly don't trust him. So why would they trust him to go through the merger? Yeah, it's I didn't weird. Maybe understand it's the like thought process. Being like, look, I have these ideas and I'm going to be the one that saves this hospital and like brings in all of this, these other patients for us. And they're like, oh, you know, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad business move. Maybe this will be the the thing, you know? So I don't know. It's also interesting because it's leading me to believe that they stopped and just ghosted Derek during the process. Yeah. Because Derek says like, oh, Jennings isn't answering my calls. And Weber goes, why are you calling him? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That heated moment. So yeah, they whenever have, someone says, why are you doing something? I think of, uh, or like, why are you doing something or what are you doing here? I think of the Californians from SNL and 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. It's Fred Armisen, Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, and they're all making fun of people in California. Yeah. And there's they they go, what are you doing here? <laughs> like making fun of people who are clearly mm. living the beach life in California. But I'm gonna have to send this video to you because it's some of the funniest outtakes that they ever have. <laughs> um so yeah, there was the moment with like where you kind of see Weber's wheels are turning when he's uh in the hospital. And with like a straight up laceration on that ankle. Yeah. It's not and a sprain. He's so then, you know, I did love the, mo- the moment with Derek and Mark where they're like watching the board meeting happen. And Derek's like, oh, he's retiring and they're going to make me chief. And Mark's like, wow, congratulations. And then Derek's like, I'm fucking with you. I think that's just such a cute little like bestie friend moment. That was so, so funny. Yeah. So when I was watching it, I even said, like, oh, that sounds like a lie. Like, he's trying to throw him off. Mm-hmm. But my initial knee-jerk reaction was he didn't want to tell him about the coup. But then I was like, no, no, he's just truly fucking yeah, with him. And that, well, and in a way, he, like, he really didn't know what was going on either at that point. Yeah. When when Mark says, you got a mean streak, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's just so cute. Also, yeah. like, who says you got a mean streak? It's just yeah. such a funny, funny old man that mark um and so then that derek is waiting in richard's office and they have words it's heated and then when derek leaves arizona is like hey i need your help with this case and he's like no and then she's like well the chief is mad at me and he's like oh well then i'll definitely do it yeah, Which, it's honestly, like honestly aside from that singular moment this is a really good derek episode honestly but in that moment i'm like wouldn't it be neat if being a good doctor was your motivation and not petty revenge? <laughs> but petty revenge leads to being a good doctor. I mean, sometimes. you know, whatever it's, yeah, it's a means to an end, but like, wouldn't it be neat if you were just like wanting to be a good doctor? Yeah, it is. It is a, it is a funny, a funny moment and like, not in like a great way, but when she's like, yeah, I, the chief said no, but you could tell me yes and help me not lose my job. And he's like, well, say less, bitch. Let's go. Yeah, let's the go chief fucking. said no. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's go fuck up this PL right now. <laughs> Who yeah. needs profit at this hospital? Yeah. Screw you, chief. Also, yeah, that's another thing. I'd, getting into the Andy part, because um, it's also intertwined. Yeah. Uh, like, they still can't figure out what's going on with Andy. They try and order another test, and the chief is like, Give me $5,000. Again, I don't understand what the fuck, how this works. Yeah. Bill really, the insurance. I, I don't, don't get understand. it. <laughs> I don't get it. Alicia explained it to an extent, but I don't understand the reservations behind having it done it in the first place. Like, are you saying because the insurance won't cover it and the parent, like the mom can't afford it, that you're just out that money? Like, you don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't either because I also don't even know what what that means if they do a if they do a procedure that the parent can't pay for and a, and and insurance doesn't cover it they can't I mean they uh, they can bankrupt it they can say oh I can't pay my medical bills bankruptcy right like that's that's mm-hmm. an option but what happens to the money after that 
I'm sure know. they. I'm sure hospitals have insurance for yes. their insurance coverage. Yes, like they have to. Yeah, I don't it's get the so reservation. Um, Hashtag yeah. make Derek chief. <laughs> um. So, the Andy's back. Weber's mad that they're trying to be doctors. Um. And wait, Alex pause. is on. Sorry. Oh wait, I don't. Were you about to? Were you about to talk about the scene with Alex, Arizona, and Weber? Yes, in the beginning. Okay, go ahead. Nope, sorry, you're right. Um, I thought that when was a funny they're scene. still trying to figure out what's going on with Andy and like why he keeps coming in to the uh, oh ER, and she asks again for the 3D MRI, and Weber's like, "That's when he says the whole five thousand dollars thing." Alex is also involved in the case and also struggling, like the inability to figure out what's wrong, and like the kid just keeps coming back. He's been in the ER like they say like fourteen times or something. Um, so. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. So Weber is out here nickel and diming them. Mm-hmm. And then Arizona starts crying. And yeah. Alex is like, are you? Are you crying? And when she says, what got me is when she says, I walk have away, I, I have authority issues. A walk away. <laughs> yeah. She's so funny. She's funny. I love her. Anyone who could um, deliver yeah. kind of a zinger one liner like that while fake crying is very funny. Yeah. Uh. And so then <clears throat> Arizona sends Andy and his mom to Callie at uh, Mercy West because she knows that she's going to get in trouble with the chief if she does literally anything, which is fucked up. Um, and so they get there and Callie comes down. And they're like, oh, you know, they said you asked for me. And she's like, yes, we're you know, this is Andy. He's the thing with that. No one can diagnose. And Arizona said to tell you to order a 3d MRI. And she said, you're not going to want to because there's no indication, but you need to anyways. And then, um, she says, these are copies of Andy's paperwork from Seattle grace. We don't sleep anymore. We basically just go to the hospital. I don't know what else to do. I feel like a terrible mother. I feel like a terrible mother because I'm supposed to do something and I can't, I didn't go to medical school. I majored in freaking history. You're the doctors, you know, you're the doctors. And basically all we've been doing at this point, any of us is getting my kids strung out on pain meds. And Andy says, mom, stop. And she says, I can't Andy. I can't stop. We don't sleep. He can't sleep. We can't sleep. And I am scared. And Dr. Robin said, what she needs you to do is give us a 3d MRI of his spine. She said, you wouldn't want to because there's no indication or whatever but she says that's what he's need he needs please i can't be this useless and you know what neither can you please this woman just acts the shit out of this part she does yeah. such a good job so good yeah she encapsulates all of the things that a parent feels i i imagine in this yeah. situation mm-hmm. i hope to never go through this but there's a helplessness there's a yeah. desire to find problems and there is a uh an end to her knowledge that she ad- accepts and admits yeah. and says this is the end of my knowledge but that doesn't mean that i can't find someone who can supersede that knowledge and yeah, continue on i don't know how to solve this but i know how right. to get to people who are supposed to be able to fucking solve it now I need someone to stop telling me that this is going to cost $5,000 and start telling me what the problem with my fucking kid is. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Sorry. Um, and yeah, it's, it's rough to, 
to watch because I don't ever want to think about that. But so they do the 3D MRI. I love the scene where Callie gets back to her apartment. Oh, such a good scene. And um, Arizona's sitting there with a fucking cigarette. Not smoking it. Yeah. Wanting to smoke it. Yeah. And uh, she's she's like, I know I'm going to be in trouble. And uh, sorry, I had a burp. Uh, And so Callie is like really mad. And Arizona says, oh, you didn't do it. And she's like, of course I did it, Arizona. (laughs) I love that. I just feel like that's such like Callie. Um, And so it's like there's nothing on it. Like there's just nothing here. And so they say, oh, what about this? And they're like, I saw that. But the radiologist says it's normal. And so then they they talk, they sit down and they they talk it through. Which I think is a really great callback to that scene from is it last was it last week's episode where she's yeah. on the bench with Bailey? Yeah. Gosh, time does not even it, it feels like <laughs> it's but that episode has been forever ago already. So we've we've come now to see the talking through that Arizona needs to help. And she's clearly a very good doctor. She just needs to verbalize these things. That's her method. And it's a really good scene between Callie and Arizona because they were colleagues before the romantic involvement. Mm -hmm. And now that they're romantically involved, you can kind of see them ebb and flow between both of those things. Yeah. So you see Callie as a colleague probably would have not done the Arizona test that she asked for, but now Callie as the partner romantically they there's a trust there's a different kind Mm -hmm. of intimate trust and then they switch back to like yes i know that you need to talk through this but let's talk through this as colleagues because i'm going to be unbiased and we're going to talk through this from like a black and white medical piece so there's a good ebb and flow back and forth to their dynamic and i just love i liked callie and han together because i thought that callie brought out a very cool side of han Mm -hmm. but callie and arizona individually as people i really appreciate both of them as doctors and Mm -hmm characters on this show individually they both are better together i don't know that i ever felt like i really loved han as an individual character i thought she was fine and i thought she was funny when she was with like sending mark daggers or she was funny and cute with callie but i never i don't know what what are your what are your vibes on their relationship and them Um, as people right now i love them together um i love I think they have that dynamic of like someone's a little more grumpy and someone's a little more like peppy and happy all the time. And I think those are always fun to watch and watch them like bring out the best in each other. And I do uh, think that they, they just start, they bring out good things in each other, especially like with Callie going through a harder time with everything going on with her family. Um, And like to have a good support from Arizona is great. And yeah, I just love them together. Yeah. And I also love them both individually. Um, so that leads us to Arizona thinking she has a diagnosis and coming to Derek and saying, Hey, can you help me? I think it's a tethered spinal cord, but we need this test to confirm. And Derek says, great order. And she says, okay, well, if I do, I'll get fired. So why don't you order it? And that's when he is the whole like, Oh, yeah. oh we're doing something to piss off the chief. I'm in. Um, and so they, this, I know you guys <laughs> couldn't see Kelsey do that, but that was just funny to watch her do that. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> So, so um, I do have the dialogue for when they're waiting for the test. Cause I really like this. I think this is a good moment. I love this moment for all three people involved. So Arizona is sitting there staring at Derek and she's like, McDreamy. 
And Derek says, I'm sorry. And Arizona says, I get it now. The whole McDreamy thing. I didn't get it before, but now I get it. You know, you know, they call you that, right? And he says, yes. And she goes, I'm involved, by the way, in case you thought I was coming on to you because I was not. Plus, I heard that you got married. So congratulations. And Derek says, yes, thank you. And then Alex sticks his fucking face in it and goes, Ugh. you wrote some hokey crap on a post-it note in the residence lounge. Sorry, until you're sweating it out in a morning coat with a ball of white taffeta coming at you, you're not really married. And Derek says, OK, well, I've consummated mine. I consummate mine all the time. How's that going for you, Karev? Girls talk. You might want to consider that next time you judge my post-it. That this is scene mic drop incredible <laughs> like you guys know i don't like derek but this this slaps like good for fucking derek absolutely this scene was for sure my favorite scene in this episode it was comedic relief it mm-hmm. puts a lot of things into perspective and this scene is what i when i was telling you i think uh, in part one of this that i have a prediction that i want to make But before I make that prediction, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our regional sponsors. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. <laughs> Kelsey gave me a look. She's like, what were you the doing? Sponsors. Uh, okay. They're not going to go and be legally married. They're never, my prediction is they will never go and be legally married. It's going to be the post-it note and the post-it note is going to be Derek's out when he finally leaves the show. He's going to say, it doesn't matter. We're not actually married. I'm leaving. That's okay. So you just think he leaves. Yeah. I don't think that he dies. Previously, Your prediction was that he died. (laughs) I'm changing my prediction. He doesn't die. He just leaves, but he might die on the way to leaving. (laughs) He says, all right. He shark tanks it. He says, for that reason, I'm out. And as he gets up, a bomb explodes and Dylan kills him. <laughs> you mean you the ghost Dylan? of Dylan? <laughs> the, my my previous murder of Dylan now pre kills uh, Derek. Derek's uh, Derek dies from Dylan's ghost. Love it. Perfect. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, that actually, I, obviously, that's a very, those are very wild predictions, which is part of the reason that we love the show so much. But 
Yeah, I don't know. So th- there's they keep coming back to this post-it note thing. And it's been 40 days and they haven't gone to a courthouse and just said, we have the time. They can fuck everywhere, but they can't go to the courthouse to just get a document. Something's up. Something's up here. I don't know that you are the person to be judging on that prioritizing fucking over any errand. I, I, true, true. I'm just saying, in addition to the fucking, go to the courthouse. I'm not saying oh. fuck less. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying you can't not go to the... If you have the time to have sex everywhere in the house and quote-unquote consummate it all over the place, which I love, big fan, big ups, fist bump to Derek and Meredith, go to the courthouse. Just get the yeah. sheet. Get the sheet signed. Do it. Yeah. What if you lose the post-it note? You don't have a contract anymore. Or whatever yeah. it is that they thought like the thing was. Yeah. So. But also, Alex just needs to like sit the fuck down. Alex needs to. He's also not processing. <laughs> no. What is what is taffeta? Taffeta is uh, like a fabric that's typically used um, on to make like a really floofy dress. Okay. Yeah. I didn't understand that part of his. I got the morning coat and I was like suit. And I'm like, what the fuck is a taffeta? And I didn't look it up. At the risk of spoilies. <laughs> yeah. Probably for the best. Yeah. I just don't even search anything. If anyone asks me a question I don't know the answer to, I just go, I have a podcast. I can't. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, was there anything else? Anyway, so yes, uh, Arizona is correct. It is a tethered spinal cord. It's a super easy fix. They just go in like microscopically and can clip it and it's like not a big deal and then everything's fine. Um, I love the moment when they tell Andy and his mom. I love hand, her reaction. Um, I love the surgery where Derek tells Arizona that she should make the cut, especially when he's like, if you hadn't been persistent and like believed these people, then his future would just be him being like addicted to pain medicine and being able to, to do nothing. Like chronic pain, addicted to medication with no answers. And like you being a good doctor has changed the course of his life for the better. You should be the one that makes this cut. And again, great. That's a great moment for Derek. Again, Dr. Derek is my favorite Derek. Relationship Derek is the worst one. But Dr. Derek, I think, is the best one. And and moments like this are the reason why. Yeah. When he when he basically is saying you saved his life, you saved his future. That's that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. That's cool shit. Um, because it's true. And then also just to reinforce that, just to be like this, we have found this answer because of you. You should be the one that doesn't only get to like solve it, but fix it. Um, so, yeah, I did like that moment a lot. So it's a good wrap up for Andy's story. Yeah, he does. He deserved the win. And I'm glad, you know, I, I've noticed that uh, since George has died, no one has died mm. on this show since George has died. No one has died that, that we've seen. seen. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm no. sure people have died. But not, In not that, that 40 watched. days, the world stopped with death. Population exponentially increased. Yeah. No survival of the fittest. Just all survival for 40 days. Yeah. So that's good. Um, so did you have anything to else to add on Derek and 
Weber and Arizona and Callie and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them. Uh, no. So I, I just, the thing I, I was really pissed off that Alex basically was like fake news, fake marriage. And Derek was like, uh, let me just go ahead and slap you in the face with my words and my penis. Yeah. So that was nice. Arizona getting the cut at the end was nice. I think this can lead us into um, either the rest of Bailey's story, if there's anything else we want to talk through with her, because Derek and Bailey have a nice moment at the end of the the uh, the episode. And then I think there's really only one other scene that we should talk about, and it's the scene like kind of that mon- that that like end sequence and but well, we have to also, talk Alex and Izzy. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so let's let's finish with Derek and Bailey. Yes, yes, I agree. Um so obviously Bailey is still going through her rage and um we like she doesn't really come to a resolution with Christina that we see. Um, and then at the end of the day, she is in the elevator with Derek and he like sees that she's not herself. He doesn't say anything. He just stops the elevator and turns and looks at her. And that is when she says, I am an attending and I am a single mother and I lost O'Malley and I just can't, I can't care anymore. Stevens is not my child. O'Malley was not my child. I have to stop treating. I have to stop caring so much. I can't keep feeling like this at work or I can't keep feeling this not at work. I have to save the feeling for my son who needs it. I just can't keep giving it away here. I can't and I won't. Now, this is incredible because it is such a parallel to the moment when Bonnie dies in Into You Like a Train and Derek is in the elevator with Bailey and she stops it and he cries. They use the same song. And Wait, to hold this on. point, that is the only time that they have used the same song in two separate episodes. I don't remember that scene. Um, it's like when they have to go tell after they tell Bonnie's husband and Derek has to say, she said to tell you if love was enough, she'd still be here with you. And then they get in the elevator, just the two of them. And Derek's like, they don't say anything. And Bailey just stops it. And he turns around and goes to the back of the elevator and cries. And then when he oh, comes and stands next yeah. to her, and then she restarts the elevator. And it's the same song. Can you, can you do me a favor? Can you send me that scene? Yeah. Not like right the second, but yeah, I would yeah. like that scene. I forgot. I remember Derek turning around. That was what jogged my yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because was, was he had a hard, he couldn't get there. He couldn't get there before she died. No, no, no. They just couldn't. There was not, they weren't going to be able to save her because when they took the pole out, she was just going to die. There was just nothing that they could have done. Am I and remembering they knew the, that before they took the pole out. I remember that. Yeah. Because they had to choose who, who are we saving? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the guy, oh yeah, the husband couldn't get there before yeah, she died. Yes. That's yes, what I was sorry, saying. The husband. Could, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so okay. she says, tell him this. And she whispers something to Derek. And then he has to go tell the guy. She said, if love was enough, she would still be with you. And then. Oh gosh, I'm getting a little yeah. bit emotional. Yeah. I have also had a very emotional last f- 48 hours. Uh, not for anything specifically, but like there's just so many sad things happening in the world right now. Yeah. Um, 
I would say I've had an emotional, what's today, Wednesday, whatever, however many times since last Friday to now. Mm. <laughs> I feel like it's just been like a lot of information. So Yeah, a lot of everything. It's just wild. I uh, Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about one of them offline just cause I don't, uh, we'll, we'll take this conversation offline. Out everybody's personal business. <laughs> yeah. Today. It was an Instagram. It was an Instagram reel that, uh, made me phys- physically cry in front of Jessica and Marlo the other oh, night. Good. Yeah. So, all right. Bailey, when she says, I don't care anymore and I have to save the feelings for my son who needs it. Mm-hmm. Daggers. I get it. Yeah. It makes sense. As yeah. as two parents, there for sure is a level of emotional like safety that you need to provide for yourself to be able to give back to them. And that's what we're seeing with with Bailey, especially because you got to you got to think she's not getting and no one's pouring into her and her personal life now. She doesn't right. have tuck. It's it. Right. So <sighs> anything else you want to add on that? think so um it's a good i just love that moment this is a good this is a good derek episode i'll say it i'll fucking say good, it when it happens good derek episode is she anyone out there who does not believe that she gives credit where credit is due listen to this he sucks but this is so, a good derek episode yeah. um okay so let's chat i guess we also need to say like there's not much to say with derek and meredith meredith basically her whole thing is like oh she hasn't cried yet um, and then she like does the only yeah and then at the end after the janitor cleans out george's locker she cries and Derek comes in and comforts her again very nice um so there's not really anything else to say meredith is involved like we see her with christina we see her with izzy but like that's really all we see her in the doing and also having counter sex with Derek in this episode yeah um which we we all approve of counter sex mm-hmm. so yeah um so alex and izzy yikes yeah, this is I I'm having a hard time with this. So I'm I'm going to have to get your thoughts at the end of your rundown. So Izzy is saying like Alex is withholding everything and she says, "Oh, he's afraid, but I don't know what he's afraid of." Which uh, right off the bat I'm like, "Why why not? You died. Like obviously he's afraid of you dying again." In his arms like, while why, hugging you. Why are like I what is unclear? Yeah. Don't Isabel. think it could be more clear. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's a weird one to me. Uh, and then she wants to, she is, I think Izzy is doing probably the best of everyone that we've seen for processing George's death. She's trying to verbalize it. She's trying to talk through it with different people, with Alex. Um, but but the people around her aren't really giving her like the safe space to be able to process it to the fullest extent that she needs to. Um, mainly Alex. And I just think I, I kind of when they're at the trailer and she says, I am wishing for a brain tumor so that I could hallucinate George and just to be able to talk to him again, because I miss him so much. Um, and I'm just really sad and I just want to be not sad. So can you come inside and make me not sad anymore? And he's like, Oh, real seductive. I miss George. Come have sex with me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Dick move, Alex. Yeah. Like, uh, I kind of like, I understand where he's coming from a little bit where he's like, I don't want you to want to have sex with me as a distraction. 
but that's not what he articulated. Yeah, that's there's a better way to say it. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a this is a hard episode to to for Alex to kind of get through, honestly. Um, and it so. starts all the way, I mean, even for both of them, it starts in the office with, uh, so Dr. Swender, they're basically like, yeah, you have junior varsity cancer now. She's no longer yeah. interested. <laughs> you're you're the miracle. You beat it. Uh, yeah. now this is the easy stuff. And they're both kind of like, they both look like you kicked their dog that yeah. they're just sitting there. And I don't know if it's the realization that now they have to live together with it or if, it's partly because Alex is keeping everything kind of at bay and blocked through his mind. But yeah, there's that scene of it. And, you know, you go back to, to Alex's really just asshole words from last episode of we got married because we thought you're going to be dead in a week. There's this yeah. realization that, oh, no, they're they're married, married now. Yeah. And. It's just. a Yeah, it's a rough episode for Alex. He's not very nice. But the the moment when they're with the doctor, I think, is a nice moment because he reaches for her hand. Like he does he's reach for to her hand. Yeah. Her. Um, and Bailey, I forgot says, about that actually. You know, like this is as good as the news gets. Blah blah, blah all this stuff. Um, and they're kind of just like they say. I think this what this scene does with the doctor is reiterate the the current situation for. They're like. You know, when she was diagnosed, it was like, what, 5% survival rate? So they're like, you're living with the cancer. It's not getting worse. It's not growing. The treatment is working. So we just are going to continue the treatment and keep an eye on it. Like, that's how this works. Like, that's with what you have. That's like the best we can do. So. uh, And that's good. Again. Yeah. She she's the miracle. They said that. Mm -hmm. I think was that Meredith who said that to her? Or was that Bailey? Uh, I think it's Meredith when they're outside on the bench. That's right. But also the scene with the doctor is after the scene where he says, I won't have sex with you because you're just trying to use it as a distraction or whatever. So it's kind of like, it is interesting that they have that, but Alex is still being like the good partner, the good support system for the, the sickness part. But I don't know like, obviously I, I think it just goes back to, both of them not processing the grief or trying Izzy's trying. Alex is not trying. Also, Alex is like not really processing the trauma of Izzy dying in his arms. There's nowhere. A a lot of trauma that he's not, he's just shoving it down, getting rid of it, not talking about it at all. Which definitely like matches Alex's personality. For sure. Like it's not backstory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I want to see him acknowledge that George actually was his friend. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, the, I think the, the main point of the doctor scene is just to kind of reiterate where they're at with the cancer and that it's not like, Oh, it's just gone. It's just, it looks different now. Um, and then I love, love the scene of Izzy yelling at Amanda because, Oh my God, Amanda, go away (laughs) for the love of God. She's just there. How, like, what, how are you paying to be alive? If you're just, you have, it is, we're in the day 30. You've been sitting outside of a hospital for 30 days. And, Do you not and, have rent? Do you not no, have to buy food? Right. And what, <laughs> what, and why? If I go home to take a, a sleep and a shower, yeah. I'm not going back to the same bench. To sit. 
and stare into nothingness. Imagine like, oh, I got to go to work today. Oh, what's your job? I'm just sitting at a fucking bench and I'm going to wait until every last person that I've ever interacted with at this hospital is gone. And I got to get there before them so they know that I've been here. Yeah, it's so annoying. Like the number of times that I wrote and Amanda's still fucking sitting on the bench is upwards of six, probably. My my first. So I write recap, obviously, for uh, the top of the the notes on my phone, just in case we get a recap. And the first thing I wrote for this episode is in all caps. Why is this girl still in this fucking show? She killed George. Move on. (laughs) Like it, it doesn't make sense. So I'm glad that we have this bookend bookend of Amanda hopefully leaving. Hopefully. Yeah. Is this a series wrap on Amanda, I hope? (laughs) Yes, thank God. (laughs) Ugh. Such a... They wrote her as... I almost feel bad for her because they wrote her as such a pathetic little character. Yeah, you're not gonna... like. I'm like, what about this is likable? I mean, I do like... I do have the dialogue that Izzy says because I like what Izzy says. Correct. Um, Izzy says, get up, get up. Amanda stands up and Izzy says, now go get a life. (laughs) It's amazing. And Amanda says, I can't. And Izzy says, George was a surgeon. He had a purpose. He wanted to save lives and now he doesn't get the chance. Now he doesn't get the chance to do anything anymore, but you do. You could go to medical school. You know, you could hang out with your freaking friends. I don't care what, just go do something with your life because you have one. You lived, you lived and George didn't. And I know, I know that feels horrible and shocking and terrifying, but you lived. So go live your freaking life. And Amanda says, I don't know how. And Izzy goes, nobody does. Nobody knows how, but God have enough respect for George to figure it out. Cause if I see you sitting on this bench ever again, I will kick your ass from here to Sunday. That is just such a good scene. When she says Izzy's delivery, like Catherine Heigl's delivery on all of those, she just hits everything just right. And you can tell it's also her processing. Like she also has survivor's guilt. And she's yes. processing it yes. finally because she can't fucking process it with any of her friends. So now she can like process it by basically screaming at Amanda, which is fine. Yeah. Amanda can fucking deal. She, yeah, she's <laughs> healthy I feel bad for her in that. She also has survivor's guilt, but I don't feel bad for her because she's doing fucking nothing about it. Nothing. Absolutely. She's sitting on a bench. Not like I, her back must be ravaged her, butt, like it must hurt all the time. She needs a stadium cushion for that. She bench. does. Yes. Yeah. When she, when, when, uh, Izzy says nobody, when the man is like, I don't know how. And she's like, nobody does. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Nobody does. You think any of us wake up in the morning feeling like P Diddy? No, (laughs) we don't know what we're doing. Um, yeah, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're making it up as we go. And we hope that we don't kill someone or die. That's life. Uh, but when she says, I'll kick your ass from here till Sunday, I was like, mm, maybe you could have a better line. The here till Sunday thing is kind of an outdated thing. A little bit. Ooh, of an it was old 2009. I guess that's fair. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, but it was great scene, great acting and hopefully that's it. You know, <laughs> um, hopefully that's it. All right. So I think the last thing I really want to hit on, well, not the second to last thing I really want to hit on is the Alex and Izzy scene in the trailer. Yeah. This is the one. Because that's like the ending. There's Ooh. like multiple people talking. It's like kind of this end montage scene and then it gets to them, right? That's that's what you're talking about? No. Oh. Um, 
that that uh, that happens later the because there's the alex and izzy in the trailer and then there's the miranda and um derek in the elevator and then there's all the montages oh yeah i know what you're talking about so th- those are the last two things we have left okay i get what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. so a- alex gets home izzy has like lit candles everywhere she's like trying to make it nice for them and Izzy says, take off your pants, be my husband, get undressed, get into bed and hold me. I don't know why you're so, what you're so mad about and scared of because you won't talk to me, but I'm scared too. I can't. If you won't, if we're going to have any chance of a life together, I need you, please. And then he says, you died in my arms. You died in my arms. You freaking died and you left instructions that I wasn't allowed to save your life. You want to know what I'm scared of? I'm scared of everything. I'm scared to move. I'm scared to breathe. I'm scared to touch you. I can't lose you. I won't survive. And that is your fault. You made me love you. You made me let you in. And then you freaking die in my arms. This is so Izzy and Denny coded. I'm like, yeah, I cannot like it is truly so much when she says, what about me when you go into the light? Yeah, but I love it. I love the expression. I love his delivery. Literally, like I. This is one that I think of. I have all goosebumps the time. right like now. Outside, I got goosebumps. me too. Yeah. Um, outside of Gray's, like uh, when I think of like iconic Gray's moments when he says, "I'm scared to move. I'm scared to breathe." Like, oh, his delivery. Mm. Like again, he just knows That's how to hit kiss. those lines. Like yeah. it is unreal. This scene is so good. Again, it's just good processing. Like it builds and it builds and it builds. You have to communicate and it's fine if you're scared of things tell people that you're scared yeah um anyway so after that it's kind of a resolution you know he's finally talking to her he's finally expressing his feelings and they're valid everything he says is valid oh for sure it's um, just you don't need to do the things th- that are a dick yeah that, you don't to need her. to press them down and push her away like that's not going to make it any easier um so yeah great scene oh, i fucking love his delivery. Like I truly cannot get over. That's like, there are so many moments in this episode that it's like, it just, they, the delivery, the writing is great. And the delivery is like, it just makes it that much better. Yeah. The thing, the thing that really frustrates me about in the hindsight that the, the grays, uh, adjacency mm-hmm. is this episode for Catherine Heigl was just so good. And I know there's still that out of camera drama that's happening. And she's working towards leaving the show. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. May, wh- how can you look at this scene and her acting and the way that I didn't get any good writing, whatever it is she said? I'm, I'm obviously yeah. not mocking her. I just I don't remember what she said. But when she says that, like, how was this an episode that you guys can have achieved as a team and not come together and say, hey, like, look, like we this was just great. Like you're incredible. You're incredible. We're incredible. We're all incredible. Let's talk through this. Yeah. That's what I don't understand about egos and Hollywood and all of that. Yeah. Because this to me, the way that she acted, it should have been like a fresh start kind of moment. Yeah. I think it's just so much like ego, but also it, it just changes the dynamic because it all plays out so publicly. Like all these contracts are like public knowledge, all of these, you know, awards or public knowledge. And it's just like, I have respect for people standing up for themselves. And I also feel like it has to be harder to try and do something like that on such a public stage. So I'm sure things like that are just going to be more difficult to work out. That's fair. But yeah, all of, all of this comes kind of in the middle of 
there's multiple dialogues happening over the top of the scene. It's multiple people are talking. It's it's not just one person. Everyone kind of has like a line. It gets to them. I can't lose you. I won't survive. Oh, it's just all so good. Um, yeah. What a way to end this episode. Yeah. Was there anything else specifically that you wanted to add in and talk through on on this? On the Alex and Izzy thing, no. No, just in in like topics wise, did we get everything? Uh, yeah, the merger, the <laughs> announcement of the merger, <laughs> like the merger, huge, really big, uh, plot point. Oh, um, yeah, he gets up, he makes the big speech. This is, I love this, the the final part where he has the big speech, and it's like intertwined with the voiceover, which is all of them. Um. Uh. And which we don't get very often, which makes it even cooler. And then it's like this huge announcement and then it just fucking ends. You're like, oh, shit, that's a fucking mic drop. What does he say? He's like, I need you guys all to just be on your best because because this is it. People are probably going to get fired. So I want you to not be the ones that get fired. So be better than everyone else. And then it cuts to that look on Derek's face of what happened? And we don't know what happened. We don't know what took place in the room where it happened. We don't know how the sausage gets made. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I was not expecting that. That definitely was something that took me by surprise. And if the... I can't imagine any of the people that are important in the show are going to get fired. So like Callie will be safe. Alex. Is he, is, is he going to have a job? She's still a doctor. She's probably on some sort of leave of absence. I would have to imagine. (laughs) Probably from the cancer. Yeah. The cancer. Meredith is good. Derek is good. Arizona. Mark. Lexi, I imagine. Who else? Bailey. Weber, obviously, it sounds like is going to be the chief. (laughs) Although it's just so weird. So he's the chief of surgery. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like he's running the hospital. Yeah, it's not a true representation. (laughs) I don't think any scenario allows for the chief of surgery to go, hey, guys, I have an idea for a merger. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Which, what thoughts do you want to share and add? Either reactions or... I mean, or... I'm just like, what What do you think this means moving forward? Like, I just... I mean, yes, I. so you don't think anyone of our, like, main people will get fired. So, like, what do you think this is going to look like? They're going to bring an influx of new characters. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to take place at... I, I would imagine... Ah, ah, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get new characters though. Some new characters. I just don't know what it's going to look like. Okay. But I don't think we lose. Well, I guess we could, we could lose Cali or Arizona. Maybe we lose Mark or Mark. Mark goes to a different hospital. He doesn't want to deal with that. Maybe we lose Hunt. I don't know. I guess it could go a lot of different. I don't know. I got to see. Maybe we'll just go through every character and you'll say, maybe we'll lose them, but maybe they'll stay. 
The only one who I know is, is safe is Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> they lose her somewhere around season 19. Yeah. I, I predict she dies. Explosion. Okay. In season 19? Season 19. <laughs> um, okay. Um, well, let's rate it, and then we'll go through some more predictions. Um, I'm going to give it a five. I was lingering the entire episode and then like the last five minutes I was like, this is a fucking good ass episode. I'm going to give this shit a five. Like that last monologue that like ba- Richard's speech with everyone's voices over intertwined, the Miranda Derrick moment, the Derrick Arizona surgery, the, um, the Christina, like George O'Malley died. Like all of it is just so fucking good. I can't decide where I want to be right now, but I kind of feel like I want to be a little bit edgy and say it's a 4.99. You're so annoying. <laughs> um, no, that's a five. This is a five. This is a five out of five episode. Yeah. It's just, they've, they've, they've represent, I think the representation of the cycle of grief alone in such different ways yeah. is enough. And, they just nailed it. Yeah. Cause the last episode we didn't rate it fives i think it was no like four and a half 4.3 maybe yeah so the and the the episodes together i would say probably up up to a 4.8 because of this episode but this standalone is for sure a five it's a it's a good one yeah what other predictions do i need to make for you and for our listeners at home um well you made a prediction on the merger let's say alex and izzy hmm they're going to have sex next episode. They're going to have sex or we're going to open to the scene of them laying in bed and they've had sex. Okay. And what do you think is happening with Izzy? Since she's here (laughs) in season six, she's for sure going to (laughs) die. I don't know. I really don't know. She's she's going to I think she's going to end up being healed. She'll come back to work and then she'll leave on her own accord, I think. Or or maybe they'll maybe they'll get her just healthy enough for long enough that they won't feel bad about her exploding. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. Just really exploding people a lot lately. And it's an explosive show. It is at that. Um, let up see uh, Christina and Owen. I. I think over the next two episodes, we're going to have a big focus on him and his trauma. But I, I've got a feeling that there's still another physically violent thing that's going to happen. He's going to have a violent outburst of some sort, but I think it's going to be when he's he's conscious. And I don't know why, but I feel like I just feel like Derek's going to be involved somehow. Derek is going to do something not intentionally, but it's going to trigger Mark, uh, not Mark Owen. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's it's something's going to happen. But he's going to start to to break out of his shell with the the trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, anything with Meredith and Derek or ah, this fucking post-it note. I don't know. I have nothing right now for them. Um, uh, a lot. Bailey. 
Bailey is going to be angry for at least one more episode. But I actually, I am predicting that Bailey is going to outwardly apologize to Christina. She is going to apologize and she's going to own the way that she handled the situation. Yeah. Um, Weber, you think, is hanging in? <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I think eventually Weber will retire and Adele will become the new chief of surgery. I'm so sorry, Adele? Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, but I do predict we're going to have an Adele sighting in the next three to four episodes. We're, we're going to have an Adele sighting very soon. Okay. Did you have anything for Lexi and Mark or Christina? I mean, or Callie in Arizona? My, my prediction was that Callie is going to move out. Callie's going to okay. move out. I think either, either in with Arizona or she's going to get her own place, but there's going to be, Callie's eventually going to move out. And I no, I'm just vibing with Mark and Lexi right now. Okay. Yeah, just vibing on on their romantic nature. Okay. Well, do you have anything else you want to throw in before we end end it up? No, just the towel. I just like to throw in the towel. Throw in the towel. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope everyone had a delightful um, holiday week if you are uh, somewhere where you are celebrating. And if not, I just hope you had a great week last week. And I uh, hope as we approach the holidays, everyone is able to enjoy themselves and not get too overwhelmed. Um, it is overwhelming. I have Scarlett's birthday and then Christmas. So there's a lot happening in my house. Um, and so, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, your support. If you can share your Spotify wrapped and tag us, share your uh, Apple music replay and tag us. We would love to see it. We'd love to repost those. They're really cool. It's so cool to see. Um, you guys are amazing. We're so grateful for all of you. Um, if you want to join our discord, you can, uh, get on our Patreon and we'll, uh, link you up with that. We've been chit chatting a lot over there and we really love to be able to connect with you guys that way. It's super fun. And, um, remember if you see Carmen walking down the street, no spoilies. Tis the season for a spoily free holiday. And just remember how much we appreciate you guys. Definitely show those wraps. And we will see you all in the next one. <laughs>